This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark is out for the remainder of the week, actually on the way through, I think, Monday of next week. He's taking his yearly Christmas uh, vacation with the family because, you know, he's a family kind of guy and uh, he can do that stuff. So we're going to be enjoying our our time without him, which means more time (laughs) for you, Derek J. Yay! I'm so glad uh, about that because I just, I think you're great on the air and I'm glad you're here. Well, Um, I'm excited to be here tonight. There's a lot, of course, uh, to talk about and most of it isn't good news. Uh, Last week, as you know, there was the Defense Authorization Act, uh, which was a big deal. I mean, this thing upset Mm -hmm. a lot of people. In fact, it upset a lot of Obama's supporters. Uh, We pointed out that uh, Sink Unger from the Young Turks, which is a very popular progressive kind of lefty-leaning podcast or – not even a podcast, but so much as like a video podcast. He does right. uh, video blogging, essentially. Um, it's more than just video blog. I think it's, it's a fairly well-produced video program. But anyway, he came out and uh, basically lauded Ron Paul uh, on one of his videos. I mean, he, he pointed out there was still a lot with which he disagrees with Ron Paul. But essentially, he was saying that Ron Paul is a better choice than Barack Obama. And, you know, he's somebody who supported Barack Obama and voted for Barack Obama and, and pitched him on his show. And now he's just so turned off by Barack Obama because of this whole defense authorization. Act well, thing. yeah, for a lot of people, uh, Obama was the anti-war president. And so now right. people are looking for another anti-war president and there aren't very many options. There's only one option. And uh, unless Dennis Kucinich is in the race, and I don't know, I mean, are the, are the Democrats even going to have a primary? I, yeah, I heard they are. They but, are? Yeah. Okay. But it's going to be basically a joke, I, I suppose. Right. right. So, uh, so of course, for those that don't know, this Defense Authorization Act, among other things, did authorize, legalize, I guess you could say, or codify what's already been happening since the Bush administration, and that is the ability of the feds to just come and take anybody they want and put them in a cell for as long as they want without any semblance of a trial or process or – charges or anything like that. They can just put you in a cell. Well, the government's just trying to get this message across to folks who are a little slow on the uptake that they can do whatever they want to you. And so, you know, people have been figuring this out right. for the last 100, you know, 50, 25 years, whatever it is for you. But yeah, uh, there's no justice in the justice system. And uh, they, they want to make it clear, but they need to do it by passing these laws. And so, you know, they've made it clear for a large group of people this time. I hope uh, so. I really hope that that you know people are paying attention because anybody paying attention is going to figure this out right like it's not hard once you start paying attention but if all you're doing is watching dancing with the stars and like completely off in your own little pop culture world where you know you don't know anything about what's happening uh, around you then i could see that you wouldn't know but i mean if you heard about this how could anyone hear about this defense authorization act thing and feel like yeah that's the country i want to live in <laughs> well it, you know it just makes uh, some status warm and cozy inside to know that they could be be abducted for any reason and no one's good of the country yeah no one's told about it and they'll be detained forever and who knows what happens so kind of in that vein here's some more news that is uh, maybe as disturbing from thehill.com members of the house homeland security committee introduced a cybersecurity bill on thursday that would Ooh. establish a quasi-governmental entity to oversee information sharing with the private sector 
like the other cybersecurity bills offered by the House GOP, the Promoting and Enhancing Cybersecurity and Information Sharing Act, which breaks down to the word precise, encourages private firms to share information on cyber threats, but stops short of mandating new security standards for sectors deemed critical to national security. Quote, the risk of cyber attack by enemies of the United States is real. It's ongoing and it's growing, said Chairman (laughs) Peter King. The precise act in line with the framework set forth by the Speaker's Cybersecurity Task Force protects our critical infrastructure without a heavy-handed and burdensome regulatory approach that could cost American jobs. So they're trying to say that... Without a heavy-handed approach? Right. They're trying to say that this new government program, which the headline here says House Security Bill, Cybersecurity Bill would establish federal overseer. So they're establishing some sort of an internet, uh, you know, if this goes through, establishing some sort of an internet overseer, and they're claiming, oh, it won't be heavy-handed. So is it just one, like a czar, or is it a whole bureaucracy, like a whole agency, perhaps? A fine question, perhaps we will learn more here as the bill would clearly delineate the cybersecurity functions of the Department of Homeland Security by requiring DHS to evaluate cybersecurity risks for critical infrastructure firms and determine the best way to mitigate them. Oh, Can wow. you imagine? You would you would want to hire, if you were a business owner, the DHS to have them come in. I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't be hiring them. They'd probably come in anyway. <laughs> but can you imagine? Oh, I think I need to have an audit done on my uh, my security. I'll call the government. Yeah, as if, because they always do a great job. I mean, who who the heck is going to say that they don't feel secure enough having their, their website? If it hasn't already been hacked or something, you're going to look into the, the competent people at the government to solve this problem? These are the same people who, as of, well, I don't know, five years ago, I think, was when we reported on it, the FBI still hadn't quite gotten the whole email thing down. I mean, we're talking about the middle of the, the aughts. You know, well, a decade, a f- solid decade after the Internet really kind of hit it big, that the FBI, a lot of the FBI agents still hadn't been linked up with email. Like they were still trying to, to get that system working. They kept bringing in IT supervisors and they would come in and, you know, deal with having to work with this bureaucracy and they're not used to this crap and like having to deal with whatever it is you have to deal with with being a bureaucrat. And they just, you know, became lazy like bureaucrats became. They didn't get the job done and they ended up spending, I think it was like $170 million trying to implement the email with the FBI. It's unbelievable. It didn't. It just didn't pan out, and I don't know. Maybe they finally did it down the line, but I mean, it was years and years and years. And just knowing what they have done in regards to WikiLeaks, I, I wouldn't trust them anywhere near computer servers. I, I just wouldn't want the government looking through any any sorts of files. When Absolutely, they, they've determined you know what is safe for the public to view and what is not. And what kind of a job is that? I mean, who seriously thinks that one person or even an agency of people could regulate everything on the internet? I mean. How, how is that even possible? That they're, what are they going to view every single page, every single server? It's it's an impossible job for any single person or group of people to well, do. At this point, they're focusing more on the. It sounds like they're focusing on the corporate level, right? So they. I are, mean, just narrow it down to the corporate level. It's still impossible. There are websites coming out every single day, every single second. People are creating new websites for their businesses. There's no way that you could regulate uh, or just determine whether or not the servers are. Uh, safe 
with at the rate that new websites are coming out. According to House Cybersecurity Subcommittee member Dan Lundgren, quote, cybersecurity is truly a team sport, and this bill gives DHS needed authorities to play its part in the federal government's cybersecurity mission and enables the private sector to play its part of being the bitch by giving them the information and access to technical support they need to protect critical infrastructure. By authorizing DHS to oversee civilian cybersecurity, says the article, the legislation aligns with proposals from both the Senate and White House, but is unclear how much authority DHS would have to enforce its security standards. Democrats have argued DHS needs some enforcement authority to ensure firms beef up their network protections. So essentially what they're saying here is that, well, you folks in the IT business, you've been doing a well, you've been doing an all right job, but we think you need some federal oversight. So we're going to send in our boys and we'll do an audit of your system. And, you know, they haven't nailed all this down yet, right? This is just a proposal. Yeah, they're just bill. talking about it. They're throwing around the special language. You know, we need the authority to play our part. Right. So that's yeah, the critique with this is that they don't have enough authority yet in this bill. So maybe we need some more authority. Well, they're just spouting out propaganda words, just putting it into people's heads that this, this is probably a good idea. This is just rolling down the line. This is the next thing that's going to come out and you know don't raise any fuss about this what they're essentially saying is you know we need authority why uh because we want to it's security it's it's not because we want to control the internet or attempt to censor things down the line no 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 we're just here to help you keep those hackers out <laughs> as if you believe this stuff one eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Now, I, I imagine the IT community is pretty upset about this because a lot of there's a lot of liberty people in the IT community. I mean, you look at the breakdown of like the Free State Project, for instance. There's all kinds of IT people within this uh, this liberty community. So I hope that they can do something to put a stop to this or refuse to cooperate because it's going to be real bad news if the feds can get inside anyone's server anytime. In the amazing universe of podcasts, one podcast stands alone in excellence of broadcasting and neurology. It's verbalsurgery.com. That's right, verbalsurgery.com. Get your brain in gear. Get it full speed ahead. Get it going right now, baby, because you are awesome, awesome, awesome. And this podcast, when you listen to it, you will feel better right now. So go to verbalsurgery.com. Get with the program, baby. Talk live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll free number 855-453-1855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You are invited to bring up anything that you like. Head on over to freetalklive.com to get interactive uh, there. You can actually submit content to the website using our submit show prep button up there and that allows you to take whatever you find on the internet that you think's interesting you think our listeners might enjoy seeing and submit it to the site and then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestions so head on over to freetalklive.com and get interactive there bitcoins something you can do is uh, give uh, bitcoins to free talk live if you like us you can throw something in the uh, the tip jar there because bitcoins are really neat they are the world's first free market 
peer-to-peer digital cash. It's been on the market probably since about 2008, and within the last year or so, it's really taken off uh, in popularity. They have shot up uh, to as much as $30 per Bitcoin. They're currently at around 4 So it's all over the map as far as what the, the, the worth of it is. And I don't, know, I don't know if I would consider it an investment or not. I just consider it an investment in the future, in the future of currency, because it's completely decentralized. There's no central Bitcoin bank. There's no issuer that is uh, a corporation or a government or anything like that. It's just an open source tech project, essentially, that it's true. There's nothing backing the Bitcoin except for the fact that people value it. And uh, and it's working on that basis because it's so darn valuable because it's a completely distributed model uh, in that there's no way to take the system down. It's peer-to-peer. So whether you're in or out, Bitcoin will go on because somebody's in. There are a bunch of people, you know, probably a couple million around the world that are involved in Bitcoin. And it's, it's such ex- an exciting thing. Uh, you, it can't be counterfeited, uh, counterfeited or inflated. And you can use them anywhere in the world as long as you've got an internet connection. Uh, so you don't need permission from any government or corporation to do so. It's really unique. You can go to weusecoins.com and that's where you can learn more about the Bitcoin. That's weusecoins.com. And if you'd like to get some physical Bitcoins, which is really an unusual thing, and uh, they're very cool. We've actually got them sitting in the uh, the studio here. You can get those over at memorydealers.com. They're proud to offer physical Bitcoins that you can actually transfer uh, from person to person without having an internet connection. Of course, they make great conversation starters. So be part of the currency that is transforming the world. Go to memorydealers.com and get started with Bitcoins. So we're going to go to your phone calls. And then, Derek J., you're going to tell us a story about a, a, a bit of good news when it comes to prostitution. It is good news. And More freedom here. I, I'm, you know, it's rare that you hear good news, especially in the area of prostitution. So I'm curious to find out more about that. We go to Ty, listening in Tennessee, first on the amp lines. Ty, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Derek J. Hey, guys. That was a, what an outstanding uh, program you guys had last night with the calls about the civil rights era and uh, Ron Paul's stance against the legislation. I think I think it's important for people to understand that the the principles that Ron Paul puts forth and that, that I think that most of the people that listen to that show put forth is that legislation does not uh, does not solve social problems. It actually creates other social problems. I that agree being with you, against Ty. The legislation, yeah, being against the legislation does not mean that you're against the change. And uh, I have a theory about how truly positive social change happens. It only happens when a, when a culture reaches this critical mass of, of changing hearts and minds. Absolutely. And the there's... Civil rights, yeah, the civil rights era of the 60s is, the, is a real great example of that. That was going to happen. That change was happening anyway. And I think that the government coming in and, and actually trying to, to move the parade and right in front of the parade with the Civil Rights Act actually derailed it in many ways. Hmm. I think you're right because essentially, as was mentioned last night, the pendulum swung in the other direction, right? So uh, you had the Jim Crow laws, which were forcing segregation on people who didn't necessarily want to be segregated, uh, like bus operators, for instance. And mm-hmm. then you also had, you know, once the uh, the Civil Rights Act came through, then the pendulum swung over in the other direction, which kind of forced integration, perhaps, on people that maybe didn't want to be integrated. Whereas what you're uh-huh. saying, Ty, is if you simply just allowed things to be on their own, that people would have integrated. 
created likely more so on their own just just over time. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. You know, yeah, and the thing is that it's a real uncomfortable time when that change occurs because it actually tends to strengthen the polarization because old bad customs do not die. You know, they do not just roll over and die and, right. and go poof. You, you know, don't legislate them out of bang. existence. Yeah, you can't legislate them out of existence, and they don't just kind of fade away. There's kind of like an avalanche that occurs, but there's usually violence in the process. Not that I'm saying that I'm advocating violence. I'm just saying that there's going to be a lot of conflict because there are people who want the status quo. But, the, the you know, the majority of the people, when that critical mass is reached, you can't stop it well, except – by trying to convince people that you can make changes with legislation, and then the things become more subtle. The, the problem still exists, but it goes kind of underground. And uh, who was it from Jackson that called in that was talking about how it's, it's kind of like a new Jim Crow that set in with a drug war? So it's still there. It just kind of went underground. And that's still from the institution of power trying to exert power over people or actually successfully exerting power over people. So that's where the problem is. you got to get rid of that power structure, and, and the only way to get rid of that power structure is for another critical mass of, of minds to change, saying, if I want to not be controlled, I have to stop trying to control others. No doubt wow. about it. And that I, happens, we will have that change. I think well that's said. what we're seeing with the Free State Project and the Shire Society, uh, with people coming to the same place together to create that critical mass. Because it's one thing to try to create critical mass starting from zero and being the guy, being the one loner that's out there crying in the wilderness about freedom. Uh, no one's going to care. They're just not going to listen to you. You're going to be crazy. You're going to be the local town loon. Uh, but if you're together with a bunch of other town loons all in the same place, like New Hampshire, uh, then that changes the perspective. Then all of a sudden you become a movement and then you become, you know, something to be reckoned with uh, to some extent by those who are in the, uh, you know, the, the halls of power. I mean, we saw a perfect example of this the other day of how numbers make a make a difference. And Derek J., you unfortunately showed up late for the, the real fireworks, but you That's were right. you did end up coming to this. It was the uh, the hearing that we had on Friday at the Supreme Court here in New Hampshire where folks uh, probably at least least eight, maybe more people had video cameras. There were at least two dozen people in the lobby of this courthouse, but a good third of them had uh, video cameras. And uh, we were filming in the lobby or recording video in the lobby, and it was all right for a while. And then the the clerk came out and she threatened us and she wagged her finger at us like a school marm. (laughs) And uh, she said that, uh, you know, you can't be doing this out here. And there's a judge's order that says you can't do it. And none of us backed down uh, on this. And, and the bailiff wasn't looking to make any arrests. There's terrific video of it up at freekeen.com. There is. Well, the bailiff was looking to start yeah. a fight. Um, I got Ty- something for Derek J, too, if you don't mind. Sure. Hang on. Uh, more with Ty in a moment here. 855-450-FREE. And uh, you can also take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. But there was a controversial aspect to what happened Friday that I that shocked me. And I'll bring that up in a moment. Free Talk Live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kid should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. It is the week prior to uh, the Christmas holiday, and Free Talk Live will be here every single night. As I understand it, we uh, will still be here on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So you still get Free Talk Live every single night. And that's the way we like it around here. We like to give you live content all the time, uh, planning on likely being live on New Year's Eve as well. As long as we can get some board operators in at the network, we can be live. And usually somebody's more than happy to come in and make a little bit of extra money because I always like to give them a little bonus for coming in on a, on a holiday when you know people like to stay home. And so it's, it's good. So we'll be here with you. Uh, 855-450-FREE. So stay tuned out th- throughout the holidays and get interactive with us here. Get on the air. Bring up whatever's on your mind. That's the point of Free Talk Live. Now, freedomengineering.org. You're familiar with these guys, aren't you? Oh, Derek? yeah. Freedom Engineering is a great group. Um, right now they uh, have helped FR33Agents.com, uh, you know, getting online getting some programmers. And uh, they're doing some incredible work uh, sponsoring uh, drones and uh, some some really interesting work coming out of Freedom Engineering. Yeah, it's good stuff. And you can get involved if you are a coder or creative or an arco-capitalist nerd from around the world. This is not a geographically located project. That's right. This is uh, international. And uh, right now, these folks are collaborating on technology and enterprises that will build the free future. So their efforts with uh, free agents, fr33agents.com, is just one of one of the many projects that the oh, yeah. free agents or the free freedom engineers are working on. You can join an inspired team that's already 50 strong and get the help that you need to complete your radical idea. Or jump in and lend a hand with exciting projects that are already in motion. You can go to freedomengineering.org and join their team by signing up for the free newsletter. Freedomengineering.org. It's time to build freedom. So, uh, our number here, 855-450-FREE. Ty is uh, back with us. And Ty, you're, uh, you're calling from Tennessee. I know you said you had something else uh, for Derek, so go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, I called in on the night that Derek is there uh, because I've been meaning to talk to him about this before. Um, I think it may have, may have even been his first appearance back when you were in jail, Ian. Oh, okay. He was on with, I think it was JJ, and he made a statement about how partying is activism. Do you oh, yeah, that, yeah. I, I do remember. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I still yeah. stand by that. It was with Luther, and he took the position Luther, that partying okay. is not activism, uh, with which I uh, vehemently disagree. Explain. I, I would like to I know think more. That you are absolutely, I think you are absolutely right. Well, maybe and you can make my case for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear about it, Ty. Why? There's a, there's a real good book that explains a lot better than I can by Thaddeus Russell, called a, a Renegade History of the United States. And uh, in that book, he provides evidence that most of our civil liberties, the civil liberties we enjoy today, were not championed by the powdered wig founding fathers, but by society's outcasts and misfits, minorities, gays, prostitutes, 
and mostly because they just wanted to have fun. That's right. And so wait, are you so, talking about okay, so I can see like for instance, here in Keene, uh we've had partying that I consider activism, like doing 420 celebrations in Central Square or more so nightcaps, uh, which Pete Nadamo started up from LibertyOnTour.com when they came through here a couple years ago, where at 11 o'clock at night, uh, we would have uh, in the Central Square and in the the center of town in Keene, we'd have a a party. I mean, people would be uh, drinking openly. They would be smoking uh, cannabis openly. Just living free. And, you know, waving at the cops uh, with beers in their hands as the cops drove by. It was was a great time. Um, And that was essentially a a non-cooperation style activism or or civil disobedience actually because it was announced and we promoted it and we were out there doing it obviously so i considered that uh activism but i don't know if i consider somebody going over to another person's house partying indoors and no one knowing about it any uh i, I don't know if i consider that activism i'm not sold on that one oh, okay yeah i i kind of see what you're saying well, i'm not necessarily saying that what he's what he's talked about in this book is for instance there were a lot of taverns and bars where where people just want to have fun in colonial America. And there was a lot of mixing between the races. And the right. powdered wig founding fathers wanted to stop that because, you know, there's a big, strong Puritan streak in America. Well, I could see well. that as being countercultural. I, I could see that being oh, yeah. countercultural. I don't know. That's I don't know. Is it, is it activism? Though? It, it it is. Um, okay, so I'll make my short case for uh, partying being activism. It's just that... Um, Life is about having a good time. To me, uh, I, I want to have a good time in life. It's about feeling good, in my opinion. It's right. the pursuit and, of happiness. Right. And so living free <laughs> in, today will get you in trouble. Right? I mean, that's pretty... Well, it, it you, you, can't, you can't live a free life and not get in trouble today. Well, right. Part of the reason why people are, you know, cloistering themselves while they uh, they enjoy themselves is because they don't want to get in trouble, right? right. So they're Living having a party a in their house because they don't want to have it outside. Right. And so I'm saying, you know, partying out in the open, having a good time in okay. public. That's, no, I agree. That is the distinction that I would I make. I 100% yeah, agree with going, that. Going into a cave and having a party is not activism. But yeah, going out in public, showing that you're living free, showing that you're having a good time in life, right. that is criminal. Because that, so, so when people aren't going to care if you're having a you know party inside your house, but if you're doing it outside, then some people get upset about it, and the, you know they'll come up with the excuses of "What about the children? We can't be right. having the children walk downtown and see a naked woman, or you know, a woman's breasts, or we can't have the children going downtown and seeing people dancing and smoking on the Central Square." Because you actually just launched the uh, the the dancing what, what was it called? On live free or dance? Live free or dance? Thank you. Uh, and, and you can check it out at live free or dance.com i encourage everyone oh, to start up their own uh public dance parties it doesn't even have to be just dancing but public parties you can put it on the map and uh live free or dance.com helps promote it so uh yeah absolutely you know, get that activism going with partying i think it's important to be as responsible anyway, Derek, as- uh, if, if you wanted to get some ammunition of historical accounts that book is a real good one to get thaddeus russell thaddeus russell uh, uh a renegade history of the United States. Excellent, Ty. Thank Thanks you. for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, yeah, I mean, if that's the qualifier on it, I 100% agree. I think it absolutely is activism when you're kind of, you know, you're going up against social norms like that. And everybody thinks a lot, well, not everybody, but a lot of people think that activism only is about changing a political system or something like that. And I don't think that's the case. I think that not only do you have to change people's hearts and minds to end up seeing a political system change, but 
I think that uh, you know, in order to truly be free, we have to live in a, in a society in which people tolerate uh, others, and that means to tolerate people that might be doing things with which you you disagree and be able to explain to your children uh, these things that they might see and not be all afraid of it. Because essentially, when I was in jail, uh, for instance, I had this conversation with some of the people, not just the, the guards, but also mm-hmm. some of the people behind the bars uh, who just, you know, they couldn't understand why. There was a guy in there for selling pot and he couldn't understand why we would smoke pot in public. Yeah, like, well, that's what I love about doing activism in public. Uh, having a good time in public inspires people to ask all kinds of questions, and uh, especially about private property rights, self-ownership. You know, what, why are you doing that? Why do you think you have the right to do that here? And don't you think that infringes on my rights? And these are great questions to be right. have and uh, to ask. That they may and, not have other, otherwise thought about. Right, either. and they're great conversation starters to have with people in your community. And part of the reason why it should be done, especially... Especially things like smoking ca- cannabis outdoors or women being topless or whatever uh, is to normalize these things because there's so much propaganda surrounding it that poisons people. You know, they there really are people out there that believe that marijuana is a bad thing and that, uh, you know, that, that people being seen smoking it is somehow going to corrupt the youth and that it's Satan's weed and that, uh, you know, you just can't have that in a civilized society. And the point of going out and doing it in public is to show that well civilized people can do this and remain (laughs) civilized and look here we are we're smoking pot at central square and everything's okay no one has burned the the gazebo down (laughs) every you know there's not people being uh, molested or or murdered uh, on the scene in fact everything is very peaceful and would be far more peaceful than if a bunch of people were out there drinking alcohol and it's a range of different ages and uh body types and uh, sure. occupations there there's even an older gentleman who came up to me and, and thanked us for smoking weed in public that's awesome 855-450 free that's the SACL CAI toll free line but doing things that are are out of the norm but also you know safe i think is uh, is an important thing to do and that actually brings me to the point that i wanted to make about what offended some people about our activism on friday we'll get to that in a moment also take your calls free talk live From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit LibertyDocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's LibertyDocumentary.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Derek J. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. Do head over there and get interactive. You can actually uh, go ahead and join the AMP program if you'd like, if you want to help support Free Talk Live. This is one way to do it. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with um, any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard, Right on our website, get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast, uh, the AMP-only uh, forum as well. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up, get all the details, amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, more about the controversial activism here uh, in a moment, but first to the phones and the fun. Mark is in Plattsburgh. 
New York. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Derek J. Thanks, buddy. Hey, what's well, on your that mind? The statement today? that you just made about the Bibles, I tuned in late, was 100% right. Bibles? Yeah. Hmm. Did we talk about out, Bibles? Somebody handed me um, the Living Bible. So I read it, and I always wanted to read the King James. I don't know I if don't you're, know. I don't know if you're calling that. the right show, but all that said, go ahead with whatever you want to say, because it is Free Talk Live. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I must have called the wrong No, show. but I, I do want to hear what about. you have to say about the Bible, so uh, go right ahead. Well, there's like 180 different ones out there. I mean, James Earl Jones even has a Bible, but you can <laughs> see the um, the comparison uh, between them and, and how they change, you know. But What does that say to you? Just... What's that? I'm sorry. What, what does that tell you? What does it say to you? Is there, is there a, a message there in the fact that uh, these Bibles are, are so different? Yeah, people are like they're, they're like sheep. They, they don't want to keep reading. If you read something, pick up something else. You know, the King James is a, is a great beginning. And if you go all the way back and you read Jewish writings and you go all the way back to Dead Sea Scrolls, Apocrypha, and there's think, new one coming out, the Jordan Codices. Do you think they're you all know, valid, Mark? You, you can't stop. you got to keep going. Are they all valid? Um... Well, if you if you go all the way back to the Sumerians, that's how far you got to go back to find any validity. I, how do you know? Back. Exactly, you're right. No, hundred percent. You're absolutely right. You're right. Well, I mean, I'm uh, just asking you. No, uh, you're absolutely right. Well, I wasn't because trying. That to was make a question. A point, I, he asked you a question. He didn't say anything besides that. What are you saying? He's right about. Well, the question was, how do we know they're right? And, and I'm, I'm just saying we don't know. Oh, um, maybe I, sh- I should clarify. I was wondering, how do you know you have to go back to the Sumerians? Because if you start, like I said, when I first got that Living Bible, and it was revised who knows how many times. Mm-hmm. And then when I picked up the Living Bible, especially under Romans 13, it's totally, totally different. Wow. The, uh, That's the, the, the part the about love, what love is? Yeah, no, it, it's it, 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 the Bible's is an kind. excellent book. It's romantic. I mean, you can look at that and you can say it's romantic, and you can go all the way back to the Egyptian writings. Uh, the old Jewish writers um, feel that it was a woman. Is that as far as you take it? Is just a romance novel? No, it's it's tons of wisdom. Tons of wisdom. What is it that uh, now? Beginning. Maybe maybe there's some wisdom in there. I think that that's true. But isn't there all? Aren't there also some really bad ideas? You know, like stoning people. Things like that. Oh, oh no, oh no, yeah, oh absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, when you go back, if you added up all, I mean, in the Old Testament, uh, God told Moses to, to go kill uh, uh, pregnant women, put the spear right through their their, their stomach. So yeah, I'm familiar with with Cliff's notes, but it sounds like you've read a lot, Mark, a lot of the different versions of the Bible. Would you be able to give me a Mark's notes version of what what's the Bible? If I tell you, it's uh, okay. Believe it or not, this is going to sound really, uh, well, however ever it sounds, I'm going to get it out. The Bible was written to keep people under control. Hmm. I think that's wow. a reasonable because thing I've to say. I've read a lot of different books, and as far and I always um, ask people, are we natural killers? Hmm. And what's the reason why we don't kill? The only reason why we don't kill is because, number one, it's a law, and number two, it's what we're taught. Hmm. But naturally, if you go all the, you know, if you go deep in and deep, I, don't know if I agree with that. I think naturally we are killers. 
That's an interesting statement, wow. and I think it says more about you, Mark, than it does about anyone else. Uh, I don't feel like I'm a natural killer. Derek, have you ever felt as though... No, I've, I can say uh, with 100% certainty I've never felt the inclination to kill another person. I've been angry no, before. Hmm? I mean, if somebody's hurt, if somebody, God forbid, comes to your door or hurting a child or something like that... Or your own life, yeah, you, you, you oh, can do it. We're I'm a defender, capable. yeah, I would definitely defend well, myself. There you're right. talking about a fight-or-flight response. You're not talking about being a natural killer, if you oh, are a natural killer. Oh, I killer. think I see, um, maybe I see what uh, Mark is saying, that uh, humans do have the ability to kill, um, that, well, that it able. is in us, right? First is that one. what you're saying? Uh, yeah, whether Cain it's a defense able. or an offense situation, it's, it's in humans to, to kill, is that what you're saying? Unfortunately, yeah. But the Bible hmm. isn't necessarily an anti-killing uh, text necess- in some in some areas. I mean, certainly Jesus had a, a message of turning the other cheek, but he also came not to bring peace but to bring a sword. So there's all kinds of right. uh, contradictory statements in there. I guess... Um, well, so- the only reason why it's contradicted is because the, at one time, I remember going to church as a kid, and I'm 52 years old, the Bibles used to be... Uh, they had a hole drilled in the corner, and they were actually chained to the pews. You couldn't take them. <laughs> so, do you think so before it actually got into the hands of the mass, yeah. we believed the interpretation of the guy up front? Mark, do you think that since you said the Bible is a, a book uh, that is intended to control the the masses, do you think the new versions came out to control different subsets of? The masses, like say, uh, oh, okay, oh, so. people who forsake forsake the uh, Catholic religion, you know, then they get a, a a Bible just for them. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yep. All right. Hey, Mark, thanks for thanks. the call tonight. I don't know what show you're trying to call, but I'm glad you called ours. Appreciate hearing <laughs> from you. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL C A I toll free line. And you actually grew up in uh, in the church, uh, Derek. Sure did. Yeah. And parents uh, were parent. One parent was a pastor. Yeah. My my stepmother is still a Methodist pastor. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a church. That was uh, my house. And uh, how many little, times have you read the Bible? Little New Jersey. I never read it cover to cover. Really? Me neither. I, we had something called the uh, Bible 500, which was modeled after the NASCAR 500, where we were supposed to just read, speed read <laughs> through, through these chapters, and then we would discuss. Can't and it be took, done. It, it took days and days of uh, sitting in tiny rooms Brutal. trying to read the Bible with other teenagers. It was an interesting way to spend time. I bet. <laughs> toll-free number here for your experiences in religion. If you would like to share them, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Good questions, uh, for Mark, uh, Derek, good job. Oh, yeah, well, I was interested to hear what he had to say. So, um, so I was mentioning we had a great activism uh, up here on Friday last week where a number of us went up to the Supreme Court and it was going to be a hearing about camera restrictions in all of the courts. They wanted to standardize the whatever the rules were going to be across all New Hampshire courts. Of course, they actually haven't accomplished this yet because uh, the courts are still behaving differently. But maybe down the line something will actually happen. I would hope. Right. So we showed up there, and one of my purposes was to testify in front of this panel. I did want them to hear what my experience had been and you know, let them know what was actually going on in the courthouses out, out this way uh, in the western port of, part of New Hampshire, which is a total crackdown on cameras. I mean, they mm-hmm. are very restrictive here, but it's not like that around the rest of the state. So that was part of my intention. But I didn't even know going into this that the public would be able to speak. I just hoped that they would. But my real reason for going was to go and make a stand. Because we've had people, uh, you know, being oppressed 
And I've always felt that the response to that is that more people should show up with video cameras. But that hasn't really ever happened. It's just been kind of like one person getting picked off here, another person getting picked off there. You were arrested earlier this year for it, Derek. Sure was. Uh, and you were the third person arrested for it. And then uh, Jason Talley was arrested after you. So there have been four people, in my count at least, that have been arrested over the last three years uh, here in Cheshire County for this you know, dastardly crime of being the media in a courthouse. My goodness. And so the, the idea was to kind of make a stand, to get as many liberty-loving activists together in the Supreme Court and have them walk in and from you know the word go, from the, the door swinging open, being recording and having cameras out and, and openly recording in the lobby, which is supposedly against the rules. But that would be transparency, right? That would be the ultimate of transparency. Right. You know, the media is allowed to walk in into the the building and everything is on the record as it should be but they don't like that very much and you know we actually got in fine the security agent at the front didn't seem to have a problem with it we were chatting with him he didn't didn't mind that my camera was right in his face it didn't didn't bother him at all we were just having a nice conversation everything was okay and then later uh this man with an attitude dennis the menace uh who again as you mentioned (laughs) is over at freekeen.com on the blog there he comes in and starts uh I guess he he like pushed people like he pushed Cecilia, a young lady that uh, is a newer mover up here. He pushed an older gentleman, uh, John, from the Peaceful Assembly Church. So he pushed a, a, you a know, young girl and a senior. Yeah, an elderly pastor. Uh, he pushed him out of the way. And then this uh, this woman comes in and she threatens all of us uh, with you know possibly you know being, being kicked out or arrested if we if we stay there and continue to record. And then we at one point decided to break into song. And believe it or not, that's what upset people. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2's next. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. You're a predator, Jack! Yearly is a bold independent film about the struggles of a middle-class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to YeardlyMovie.com That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y Movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on YeardlyMovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's YeardlyMovie.com Are you firing me, Riley? Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program and inviting you to take control of the airwaves as always at 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give to you there. The features are free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites. You can enjoy over at freetalklive.com and uh, create the content by submitting show prep to the site, which could mean anything that you think is useful online. could be funny, could be uh, interesting, serious. Submit it 
to the site, others vote. The most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. We are talking about uh, something that uh, turned out to be controversial on Friday that I totally didn't expect to be controversial. We had a, an event at the Supreme Court in New Hampshire. And for those of you that don't know, maybe you're new to the show. Derek J., you and I, we both moved here, as, as hundreds of people have done, here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, a, a project of moving thousands, hopefully, down the line of liberty-minded people all to the same place in order to get active to achieve more freedom in our lifetime. That's right. Live free or die. That's why we're here. I'm from Florida originally. You're from uh, Philadelphia Philly and the New Jersey area. And people from California, some people from around the world are coming here. It's a really exciting thing. We'll tell you more about the Free State Project in a little bit. But one of the things we were doing uh, on Friday was a lot of us, about a half a dozen, excuse me, two dozen people, uh, came out to the Supreme Court to testify in favor of allowing cameras in court. Seems like a Duh, kind of no-brainer <laughs> issue, but uh, they seem to have a problem with that up here in some places in New Hampshire. And while we were in the lobby is really when all the action happened, and which is what I expected uh, to happen. I thought I might end up being arrested and violating my you know terms of release because I was just in jail a few months ago. Uh, I thought I was going to get arrested perhaps. There was a good chance that we would get arrested for doing this. For contempt of court or something similar? Some nonsense like that, disorderly okay. conduct or whatever. But I knew that if we had enough people... That the more people we had, the less likely arrests would be. And so that's why I went in there because we knew in advance. We had people planning in advance uh, that they were going to come out and they were going to record. And even though it ended up being that some people dropped out uh, towards, you know, as, as the date came up, we still had enough people where most people felt comfortable going in and, and doing it. So we had about eight, eight or so people in there recording video. One of the, uh, the bailiffs uh, in there, the security agents, Dennis the Menace, as we called him, was out of control. He was running into people. He was trying to stare them down, getting up in their face, uh, you know, glowering at them. And he was just absolutely awful. This other lady comes out. She's wagging her finger at us, talking at us like a school marm, trying to tell us what to do, telling us we can't record video and that she's going to go get the judge's order and she's going to show us. And she leaves the room and never comes back for like a half an hour she never brought the order out And when she did finally come back she just told everyone we could go inside basically and completely ignored the fact that she'd come out a half an hour earlier and threatened all of us but during all of this there was one point at which things were getting pretty tense with this security agent who was like you know literally elbowing people out of the way and being very rude just shouting in their faces um yeah he ended up shouting at one young lady uh yep uh, kate from free keen she uh, she ended up getting shouted at she was standing next to him and he was he tried to tell her to move out of the way apparently she turned to him to speak to him about this like to ask him what he was talking about or whatever because she wasn't in anybody's way she was standing next to a desk if he'd wanted to he could have gone around her there was no no one in his way stopping him from doing that he just wanted to mess with a little girl basically he wanted to pick on he, he the you know 50 year old hulking uh, trench coat wearing intimidating security agent wanted to pick on a, an 18 year old uh, girl and so it's interesting that out of all of the potential victims he chose the youngest and smallest isn't it though uh and it's not the first time kate's been picked on by these uh, these thugs either so and part of what he was doing, I think, was trying to rile up the men that were around as well, expecting maybe, you know, someone would want to step to her aid and, you know, perhaps throw, throw a punch at him. Because I think that's why he was getting up in people's faces as well. I mean, it's, it's common oh, he was, he fight was, starting tactics. He was being very provoking. And even I thought it was interesting, inexplicably, during a stare down contest, he walks through a security gate 
and beep. lets the beep go off yeah. and and just like gives this intense stare at at the individual he's been staring at as if he's revealing that he's armed. That's exactly what uh, what he was doing, and he was called out for it too. I mean, verbally as he did that. But so he says something to Kate. She turns to him, is looking straight at him, is you know beginning to ask him, "What are you What are you talking about? What's going on?" I wasn't close enough to hear what she was saying, but she clearly acknowledged that he was talking to her by turning straight to him. And then he yells into her face, and this is all caught on camera. Just scroll down over at freekeen.com, you'll see it there. He yells in her face to get out of the way. And it was around this time when we had started singing, and. This ends up being what the singing, that is, what upset people about how things were going down on that particular day, the, the, the activism. I couldn't believe it myself because originally, we, you know, a few years ago, there was no singing that, that happened in, the, in this movement. Uh, the singing is a relatively recent phenomenon. Within the last year, it has started. And there was a gentleman here, uh, Richard Onley is the guy that wrote the songs that we were singing. And they're brilliant, brilliant parody kind of songs. He takes regular tunes that a lot of people know, like in this case, it were Christmas carols. And uh, he puts liberty-oriented lyrics to them. And they're very – he's well, very ta- talented guy. He was like this was his big thing. Like he thought that singing was the key, and I think he he makes a good case. Yeah, I would agree. If you go to uh, you know, you go back to the the freedom movement of the 1960s, um, and you look at how they handled protests and and they handled uh and human actions like this, uh, singing changes the tone of an encounter. So it changes from being a loud thing where people are just throwing comments and accusations back and forth. It keeps it unified and uh, gives people a solid, clear message and also does a lot to keep people calm, I would think. You know, right. when it can be very easy in a stressful situation where uh, agents of the state are making threats on free individuals, it can be... Um Tempting to shout out at them and and uh, respond in ways that are just not as so polite. So I think singing is is a perfect response to things like that. Absolutely, and that's what they found in you know in the past. I mean, this is not a new idea. It's a good old idea, and it and it works very effectively. And I, I think you've seen it very personally in in your experience thus far as a, as an individual activist, because you were arrested a couple of times uh, this summer. One time was during one of those in- encounters where the police showed up, they're being aggressive, they're being intimidating, and people are responding kind of in kind. You know, they're not responding with violence, but they are responding with words that are frustrated, words that are perhaps uh, of, of an angrier tone. Uh, you know, what are you doing to my friend? This is outrageous. How can you do this? I mean, all kinds of comments like that would be coming at the police from different people. So when you're, uh, when you're an observer, whether you're observing there or you're observing via video, it, it kind of turns into this cacophony. Uh, cacophony of noise that it makes it difficult to really hear who all saying what and it makes it difficult for the police officer or whoever to respond to everyone because they're being peppered with these comments but then if everybody starts singing as you said it's unified it's one message and it sounds good right and it, it's it frames, friendlier it frames the video also as cops versus people rather than you know Sometimes when there are activists in a video and they're all shouting things at the police, I could understand an outsider viewing it as, well, the police needed to be there because there's look at obviously – this rowdy crowd. Yeah, look, yeah. exactly. Right. So, so it changes the tone, yeah. I think. And that's right. why I I had my song sheets with me. I had them in my bag and I said, you know, this, this is too much tension in here. This guy's threatening people. People are getting upset. There's too much crosstalk. I'm not the kind of person who's going to say, shh, 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 you shouldn't be talking. And I'm not going to go in and, and tell you if you're speaking – to this cop and there's other people speaking i'm not gonna say you can't you shouldn't talk to him 
or you know you shouldn't say how you feel. I would never want to impose my view on somebody. Right, but it's great to offer alternatives for what you could do with your time and energy. Right, and that's what I had in mind. I figured I've got the song sheets. We've got some of the members of the Shire Choir here. Let's pass them out and let's do some singing right here in the court lobby. Mm-hmm. And so I figured this was going to be a good way to reduce the tension. Um, let people have a little bit of fun, even with this crazy fool over there threatening people. I would think it would. And the cops were there, too, by that time. The uh, the sheriffs had, excuse me, not sheriffs, the stateies, state troopers had arrived. There were three of them standing in there acting as though they might consider arresting someone. And it seemed like maybe that's what they were building up to. Turns out they didn't make any arrests, and that that's a good thing. But we did sing these songs, and at one point a uh, state rep comes up who happened to be there to testify as we started singing, and he actually tried to stop us from singing. Unbelievable. And that was my first indicator that, hmm, guess not everybody likes singing. 855-453. And we'll tell you more about their region and what their rationale was for not liking it. Because I was shocked by it. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, and your thoughts are welcome as well. DigEdPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Take control of these airwaves at 855-453-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. SACL CAI does collections. They do early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. And if you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you should get in touch with SACL CAI. You can do it via their banner right at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com. And you'll find that SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. So you can collect your money and keep your clients too. SACL CAI. As we continue here uh, with uh, just kind of a, a shocking uh, account of what happened after uh, the kind of the controversy after the fact of what happened on Friday at the Supreme Court in New Hampshire, where while awaiting uh, a hearing, a public hearing on a rules change about cameras in court, the activists outside of the hearing, uh, it hadn't started yet. Uh, in fact, it was probably 20 minutes before it was scheduled to start when this actually happened. Right. There were threats of arrest, but no arrests that had happened. Correct. Uh, so people stood their ground. They didn't back down from recording in the lobby, which was great because it was a success and um, no one got arrested. So that's you know my example of, yes, you know here, here's another example of numbers make a difference. We had more activists who were recording with video and others who weren't just there to be friendly and back us up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had more activists than they had cops. And so they didn't do anything. And that was good. And at one point, there was some real tension because there was one cop that was uh, – or one security agent of the court that was very intimidating. He was getting up in people's faces, staring, trying to stare them down and failing. Uh, people were laughing at him and they were kind of uh, you know, saying things to him and letting them know how they felt about how he was behaving and shaming him to some extent. I think he deserved it. Uh, but I thought that at one point it became – 
too much. It was too too much tension. Something needed to happen to release mm-hmm. that. And so I decided, well, let's get the song sheets out. Let's do some chronic carols. It's the holiday season. You know, there's no reason we shouldn't sing. Uh, here we are. Let's do this. So I passed out some of the carols. We started singing. One state rep comes over and he actually tries to stop us from singing. And he didn't last very long at attempting that because we clearly weren't going to stop. And uh, we continued singing. We sang through all uh, five of the uh, the Christmas carols, and it was great. I mean, what was his complaint that you were too loud? I mean, what was he? You that, were off pitch. What? No. Well, okay. Like, so this brings us to the 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 thing that surprised me. Like that happened to me, and I thought, well, that was weird. Well, yeah, was one he's of those like, people. hey guys, you're you're off time. You, <laughs> no, don't it wasn't start that at yet. All. Like, what's he trying to stop people from singing for? Basically, what it breaks down to is. What I consider the real uh, divide between some activists up here, there's kind of been talk about there being like a schism uh, in the past. And the, the old talk used to be that the schism was between politicos and anti yeah, the, the inside the system activists and the outside the system right. activists. But I don't think that's the truth. I think that's uh, a false divide because I think most activists do a little bit of both. Right. I think uh, most activists are willing to help anybody on either side of that coin. I'm willing to work on a political campaign and I'm willing to stand with the civil disobedience. I'm work- willing to do whatever. Yeah, um, moving and, in the direction of liberty. Right. I think most people are that way. So I don't think that's the divide. And I actually wrote an article over at freekeen.com about this probably over a year ago, a year or two ago. And it was about how the real divide is between those who respect the system and those who are more likely to laugh at the system. Those people uh. who don't have this this reverence, who don't have uh, what they called in the, 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 the people that were critiquing the singing, what they call decorum. You weren't respecting the decorum of the court. Didn't your mom teach you that there are quiet places and you're supposed to use 12-inch voices? <laughs> so that was the suggestion. This I see. Is, what they were saying was essentially that you weren't respecting their hallowed halls. Yeah, as if if you just throw them enough bones with uh, little like tips of the hat that they're going to just give you freedom. Well, thank you. And that's what I call them. I call these critics appeasers. That's, I think, what the best name for them is because they want to kiss the ring of Master in the hopes that Master's going to give them a little bit more freedom sorry guys it's not going to happen it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen but by all means if that's what they think the best path to liberty is well, i think they should pursue them. it yeah i'm not going right. to stop anyone from taking that path and but... i've never told any of those people to stop and i've never said you should stop and i've never you know attempted to impose my view of how they should do activism on those people yeah, but you... here they are once again and it's always coming from the, this particular group of people this group that is so so Im- you know, i guess imbued with this inside the system obedient reverent uh you know fervor or whatever that uh that you know that i have let these folks uh i don't know where i was going with that but anyway there are there are other ways to um bring about freedom other than laughing at the uh the uh, people who are attacking others. So, but, but you see, they don't like it when you do the, do those other things, like singing in this particular case, because they believe that it's going to affect them. So they believe that by us being there singing hurt their chances to have their little political thing happen, which, by the way, their political thing passed anyway. So clearly the singing did not affect it because what we were there for, these proposed rule changes, were approved by this particular panel at the end of the day. Right. So, so the whole complaint is null and void, but at the time when the uh, cameras were allowed in the inside the courtroom, it was it was a courtroom, right? This Yes, I mean, it was a Supreme Courtroom. OK, yeah. yeah. So so basically that's the objection is that you weren't being uh, – you didn't have enough decorum. It's a quiet place. You should respect that. So you should just keep real quiet. And so my point was, well, what would you have done in this case? Because you have this bureaucrat 
who is literally, you know, running into young women and elderly gentlemen. Yeah. You've got this man who's attempting to stare people down and intimidate them into a fight. How do you handle that, uh, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Decorum? How do you deal with that situation where they're the ones who don't have decorum, where they're the ones who are threatening violence? They're the ones who are being, you know, childish. We were accused of being childish because we were singing songs. Right. Well, I don't know. I think uh, maybe this the, the representative who made the complaint is simply uh, lacks another outlet for... Uh, the type of activism he would really like to do. Maybe singing isn't his style, but if he, he would maybe put on a, a three-point hat and impersonate one of the founding fathers as he approached the bailiff and explain to him what he was doing was wrong, maybe that would be a, you know, a, a way a political that theater. would involve decorum. You know, He could certainly act as if he was uh, being respectful while Possibly. addressing the concern. You know, I mean, th- There These are all people... different kinds of avenues, but to knock one, like singing... Which is, is way better, to me. in my opinion, which is way better, which we were just talking about, how singing is better than just shouting. Singing is better than just random people talking all at the same time. It's much better than that, but yet the critique was that this somehow escalated things, that the singing was somehow even worse than uh, than the, t- the shouting and the talking. I'm sorry. There's no evidence for that whatsoever. The history of, uh, of activism shows that singing is a diffuser, and that singing does uh, you know take tension down, and it does help people feel better. I felt better after after singing i don't care about how the thug felt but uh, but i felt better and you know that's what i'm concerned with is how the activists are feeling well yeah i think it's a nice release uh, i mean i've been in situations with law enforcement where i'm feeling pretty nervous sure and i mean just earlier i was doing some some cop blocking where a, a cop had uh, pulled over some kids over on the side of the road but i i was getting worked up i wanted to shout at this law enforcer and say mm. what the hell are you doing you you don't need to be harassing these kids and, and taking their ids you're doing things unlawfully and just aggressing against them but singing i could get all that out you can really belt it you know and yeah it it gives you a uh it gives me a a way to channel some of that energy into something positive right and you're harmonizing with others as well and there's just something there that can never be there with people just chattering you know on their own right and uh disconnectedly so 855-450-free i was just shocked by that i thought you know who could disagree with song but apparently the people that just want to, you know, bow down and kiss the ring in the hopes of getting a little bit of extra freedom. Oh, my God. You can't be singing. It's a courthouse. We can't be having people singing in here. one 855 They didn't have as much of a problem with us recording yeah. video as much as they did singing. Unless it was, it was America the Beautiful. We're coming up Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you all the features on the site there for free. So, And those features include the mobile site for those of you with smartphones. You can go to m.freetalklive.com. You'll get quick access there to our live streams and podcast M, as in mobile, 
www.freetalklive.com. Wise Food Storage. You want to get uh, some some food to store away for 25 years? These guys have it. Delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches and carry 25-year shelf life. You can prepare them in just minutes simply by adding water. It is a simple It is a simple process. I've done it. I've had the, uh, some of the food. It's great. Uh, you can find out for yourself, though. I'm not BSing you. Check it out. They've got free entree samples they can send you. So give them a call at 855-FOODWISE. Uh, and get your free entree sample. Try it out and see what you think. Uh, and then if you agree with me that it's a great product, you're probably going to want some so you can store it oh, in case of something unexpected. You know, Whether it be unemployment or some sort of natural disaster where you're in need of having food and maybe there's nothing left on the shelves at the store, be a good time to have something from Wise Food Storage. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE. And if you use code FTL, you'll get free shipping and 10% off of any order for a limited time. So uh, go over to wisefoodstorage.com or call them at 855-FOODWISE today. So coming up here, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about prostitution. I definitely want to get into that, but I feel like maybe there's a little bit more to this uh, divide that I think deserves discussion. Right. Because there are always going to be people that disagree with different activist techniques. And that's great. I mean, it's important to have people be able to critique one another and make suggestions as to how things could be improved. But on the other hand, if the person with whom you're disagreeing doesn't have the same goals in mind, then of what value is their critique? And this, I hear I hear that. Right. So the suggestion last night was that I wasn't listening to uh, – because I got into this lengthy Facebook uh, thread with uh, with some of these critics who are saying that they thought that singing was uh, inappropriate for the lobby of the Supreme Court. And not only that, we didn't sing appropriate songs. We should have picked better material, they said. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's true. We could have had better material. Like there's, an, uh, there's a song about you, we will record or I will record and kind of a, mm-hmm. a parody of I will survive. Gloria Gaynor, I believe it, uh, it That's is. That's right. And uh, so there would you know had we had that song it would have made sense to sing it but i didn't have those songs i had right. christmas carols and you know it was they were anti-drug war christmas carols i figure there's something to sing so i wanted to sing and it's still relevant it's the state it's the state and it was a room full of cops so plenty relevant to sing anti-drug war uh, songs but so that was the other critique was you didn't sing uh, relevant songs you know so well, they they're, like- they're about self-ownership anyway it's all about self-ownership so i'm the relevancy charge is is Ridiculous. I'm not as picky as you are either, on the, or as they are, uh, Derek. I, I felt like singing anything would have been better than nothing at that point. Even if we had just uh, sung, you know, all we are saying is give peace a chance over and over again, it would have been better than people just yelling and kind of shouting at these uh, these aggressive agents. So, but you said that if the goal of the um, the criticizer is not the same as the goal of the uh, person doing the activism, then the criticism is irrelevant. So, are you saying that the goal of some of the people who uh, wished the activists to stop was not to advance liberty? No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, uh, but I think that. I think ultimately all of our goals is to advance liberty, right? But the right. immediate goal, like the, the goal uh, within vision, I uh, suppose. I and the goal within vision for the appeasers is to appease, is to, uh, you know, is to do as they are told, is to do as they are expected to do, you know, to show up wearing a suit and to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to be nice and quiet out in the lobby and be respectful towards these men in, in robes and, you know, stand up when they're told to stand up and sit down when they're told to sit down and, you know, just 
go through the motions and, and do as they're told. I you're right. And uh, and you know my short term goal is to make a stand for liberty and uh, you know record video and not stop when told to stop. Yeah. What about the people who just want to live free? Right. <laughs> and my my goal is to you know keep things as peaceful as possible as well as an activist. I don't want a fight starting. I don't want somebody to lash out at one of these agents attempting to intimidate people. And I think that uh, that singing can bring those tensions down. And so I decided to you know to to engage in song uh, in this particular uh, event. And so my goals were different, right? Like I would have been it wouldn't have mattered to me. I did not expect yes. them to pass this policy. I I was going to testify, so you know, doing my in the system thing, but I'm also somebody who doesn't respect the system. So I'm willing to work inside the system, but I'm not going to pretend. And I don't know if these people are pretending. I have a feeling some of them are. I'm not going to pretend like I give a flip about their little customs and their little religion because that's essentially what it is. You stand for the man in the robe. It's that's a religious thing. You no. you put your hand over your heart and you pledge to a flag. That's a religious thing. They're they're draining away. I mean, if if people were to acquiesce to all of the uh, demands of government, I mean, you're just giving away so much time and energy that you could be using in more productive ways to advance freedom in your own life. Perfect example was when you and uh, some other folks were out in front of the local one of the local high schools about a week ago. Yeah, am bu- I going to have a conversation with a bureaucrat? No, I'm not. I'm well, what they wanted there. you to do was they came out. And they, you know, tried to stop you from distributing flyers to the students that were coming out after school. You did not stop. Uh, you continued. But what they, were, what they were saying to you was, well, look, all you need to do is just go over to that white trailer over there and fill out a form and request the ability to give uh, your information out here and we'll, uh, we'll take a look at it. As no. though if you were to actually go over to the trailer and sit down and fill out whatever arbitrary form they were to hand you that they would actually even consider uh, approving it. They just want you to go and jump through their hoops so they can, again, take your time away from from you and waylay you from doing the actual effective activism of standing there and giving kids the information. Right. Those bureaucrats thought they were being clever by coming out and trying to buy our time saying, oh, we'll just get into a lengthy conversation with these gentlemen and then they won't be able to hand out pamphlets or we'll just go send them over to the the house next door and they'll go bother that guy for a few minutes and and the kids will all be gone and we're the, the saviors of the day and the kids didn't get new information. Hooray. They failed. Yeah, so they failed because I ignored whatever they were saying. I mean, I don't need permission to... Right, well, Pete actually engaged them with conversation while you and some others were uh, were busily passing out the, the flyers. So it's a win-win win for everyone, including the right, bureaucrats. Right, because we ended, up some, conversation. right we ended up getting some great video footage out of these bureaucrats desperately trying to get you guys to stop recording and stop <laughs> handing things out. But if you think about it, had it been a... First of all, had it been a group of obedient people, had it been a group of uh, appeasers, shall we say, they never would have gone to the front of the school in the first place. They would have, you know, called the school board up and said, how do we get to find out how to hand out flyers on campus? And then they would have been passed around to, you know, five different departments. What a waste of time. Would have gotten no calls back. And then maybe they finally got a bureaucrat on the the phone. They'd be like, oh, let's come down to the white trailer and we'll uh, have you fill out some of these paperwork. We'll put it in front of the school board. And then, you know, five months later, you'll get an answer or whatever. And it would have been completely blown off and they would have been so uh, burned out on the the whole process of trying to just get some information into the hands of kids when all they ever really had to do was show up, break the rules, the unspoken rules, and do it. Mm -hmm. And that's where the disagreement comes in. And you can do it with decorum. I don't think I was particularly rude to any of the people that I No, you weren't dressed shabbily either. No, (laughs) well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, you know, try and dress up when I'm talking to these people and doing outreach. And uh, yeah, so I think you can have decorum and break the rules. 
But you have to. But what you don't, or what where you're not getting is they believe decorum is only doing it as they think it should be done, right? <laughs> well, so even though you're very, very well, okay, maybe decorum's the wrong word. I think I you think can you be polite right. and respectful, but you can break the rules. That's but really that's what this is all about. Is you're not doing it their way. Mm. You're breaking the rules, and they think that that hurts them. So, but I don't. I don't care if they go and they jump through all those hoops. I don't care if they, you know, bow down and kiss the ring. If that's what they think's effective, go go for it. You can, you know, bash your head up against that political wall as much as you want. Uh, but there, there's been this history here where these folks who are kind of the appeaser types, the ring kissers, are the ones that are the loudest critics of things like civil disobedience and doing other non-cooperative acts and and doing things like the drinking game where we're drinking uh, water out of beer bottles in the city council meeting, which got me arrested uh, last year, because that's not appropriate. It's not. Look, what will people think about what you're doing? And the thing they don't get that I tried to explain is that it's not my goal to bring everyone who's here on board. It's my goal to attract people who are like me, who are willing to break the rules and stand up for liberty, to this place. That's who I want to see. Exactly. So you got to set, uh, you got to, you know, be the change you wish to see in the world. 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I don't want to attract obedient people. It's Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live, and the toll-free number is here for you to take control of the airwaves at 855-453-FREE. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. Inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com. You will find features there, and you'll find them for free. And if you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. So you can shop at either Amazon or Newegg. There are links to both. If you click into the Amazon links, and there's different Amazons for different countries, so click in the, the one that's right for you, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase. So whatever it is you need to buy, Amazon probably sells it, even groceries. Uh, you head over to uh, shop.freetalklive.com and click into those links. Also, if you click into the Newegg links, if you need computer parts, for instance, I'm building a, a computer, so I just uh, recently bought some parts just the other day over at Newegg. You click into the Newegg link, and whatever you buy there, a portion of that sale goes to the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. So get your shopping done, whether it's for you or maybe after the holidays, you've got some gift cards or something like that. Go to uh, go to shop.freetalklive.com. Just get into that habit, and it helps Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. Let's go to uh, you, your thoughts about what you want still to come. Prostitution, we'll uh, talk about some good news, apparently, in that area. First, though, we've got Kurt on the line in Michigan on the amp lines. Hey, Kurt. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Super. Very What's well. on your mind? Well, um, I'd like to talk about voting. Okay. Um, First off, I do want to say the last three times I've called, Derek J has been there, and Derek, I've got to say I think you are an excellent addition to the show. You've got an amazing radio personality, and I'm very glad that you're doing what you're doing. It's very entertaining. Oh well, hey, thank you, Kurt. Aren't you a sweetheart? You call back anytime you want. 
You're, you're one of the people I'm really looking forward to meeting at Liberty Farm. So, oh, well, we'll right back at you now. Thank you. See you soon. Excellent. excellent. So what you got? So, so, yeah, tell me about it, Kurt. Well, I've, I've called a few times before in my opposition to voting as it is in the United States. Okay. Um, and um, my, my first argument was, was basically three questions, and it was, you know, can you force someone to love you? And obviously I agreed with you when you said the answer is no. You know, and, and can you fight your way to peace? And I agreed with you when you said the answer is no. It's because those concepts are antithetical to each other. Mm-hmm. And I believe that freedom and voting are also antithetical to each other, so I, I don't believe you can vote your way to freedom. Here, here. And my argument was, was I don't know if it was dismissed, but it, it, it wasn't I don't, given the gravity I thought that it should have been. So I, I decided I was going to come up with, a, with another call, and the second time I called, I had a couple other questions, and, and that is, how can you decide a leader for someone else and still remain within the context of liberty? Mm. And the correlation Voting doesn't question, decide leaders. Decide... I'm sorry? Voting doesn't decide leaders. I'm not uh, being led by any well, of those what, people. What, okay, well, you are, you are... It just, it just elects the head you, criminal, you that's all. It just elects the head gang member. You don't choose member. them as your leader, right? No. They, they are... Nope. They are... Why would, why would I do that? I don't choose them as my leader. I just I, simply am playing a little game that uh, that they put up to okay, so uh, you know, distract getting, people. We're getting hung up on the, on the semantics of the, of the definition of the word, definition of the word leader. Well, I guess you're is, getting hung up on it because you're not using an appropriate definition, so, in my opinion. Well, how, how can you decide, well, let's face it, they reign, they rule, correct? Well, the ruling is different from leading. That? When you lead, you okay. lead by example, and you set a okay. good example for people, and they'll follow so, you. Okay. Would you would you admit that they're rulers? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, definitely. Okay. How can you decide on a ruler for somebody else and still remain within the context of liberty? Or how can you decide how to spend someone else's forcibly extracted money and still remain within the context of liberty? Well, and again, these are arguments that did not get true because I still hear an advocacy of voting. So I'm going to come at it from a, from a third from a third direction, and. I don't decide for someone to bow down to anyone, Kurt. If someone bows down, that's their choice. No, no. You, when you go when you go into a voting booth, you're going in there deciding how to spend somebody else's money. Now that you are making the decision in what you believe is the right way is a moot point. You're walking in there thinking that you know I do have the right to pull this lever and make this decision for everybody. Well, if I can, is there a distinction between? It happens for everybody. But Kurt, do you see any distinction between uh, an individual walking into a piece of machinery and pulling a lever and making a decision for other people about, like, uh, law enforcement? I mean, I I see a big distinction between pulling a lever and uh, a policeman interpreting the law using a gun. You know that that law, you understand going into that booth that anything that is decided at that booth will be backed up with the threat of violence. Yeah, I do recognize that. Okay. So, I mean, that's why, to me, it breaks down before you ever walk into the booth. Yeah. That is, I mean, this is a really difficult one for me. I, I definitely hear what you're saying, Kurt, but how do you feel about um, b- playing the game a little bit differently? For example, there are nine states where a person can register to vote same day. How would you feel about someone voting um, not once, but many times? <laughs> Like going around from precinct to precinct and well, voting more than I once. Mean, I mean, the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, is, is dead people vote in every election, right? 
I mean, so why why not play the game? Is what I'm out, saying. Since, right. Since the outcome is 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 not a is not a, a function of what people truly want, but is a function of the the um, the extent to which it can be rigged by. I think that's a I think that's a legitimate critique. Uh, however, some voting systems are more subject to fraud than others. But all that aside, oh, just to get back to your issue of violence and foisting it upon people, I think that you know you, it breaks down what you're saying. And I'll give you an example through analogy here. So if we both are in agreement that this is a criminal gang and that voting is essentially a way to select the gang leader for a period of two to four years, would you agree with that? Well, again, uh, you know, I, I won't get hung up on the word leaders, but yeah, okay. No, no, I said gang leader. I, I didn't mean by, like, leading anyone else. They would be leading the gang, well, right? But and what, what level of participation do you have to be to be part of the gang? Ah, I mean, so does, if you're voting, you're part of the gang? Does that voting booth make you part of the gang? No, absolutely not. In the same way well, that... Now, let me, let me give you the, the, I'll give you the analogy now, and you can figure out why that's not the case. So if I come along on the street, and I find uh, Derek J is being roughed up by some ruffians, Ooh. and, uh, and you know, they're, they're demanding that Derek J hand his money over, and I no, am just please. so persuasive that I am able to just persuade them away with whatever my persuasive skills are, and I say to them, look, guys, you know, you don't want to do this. For whatever reason, I give them some reason, I manage to talk them out of it, and they turn around and they go elsewhere, then I have gotten involved in that situation. I have essentially cast my vote with, uh, with these criminal gang members, and they have changed how they behave based on uh, how I inserted myself into that situation. If it's possible to stop people from being aggressed against... You only changed how they behave toward Derek J. We're talking about changing behavior toward everybody. Right, and there are instances where you vote, and there are instances where you vote where your vote can result in them not taking as much money from their victims. Because we know they're going to steal. We know they're going to hurt. My money is not yours to vote on. I'm sorry? My money is not yours to vote on. But if he's... But it's my money, too. So they're going to steal my money, so therefore I have a say in what they're going to do with it. And I would prefer they not spend it on the $300,000 armored vehicle that they're going to spend it on. I'm with you. I prefer they not have it. But anyway, can I... I, I, Well, you know what, Kurt? Until... Here's here's what I think. I agree with you that voting isn't going to change anything because you have to change people's minds first. You have to change people's hearts and minds before anything will ever move toward liberty. So there's no doubt about that. But in the meantime, this is one of the few means that we have to limit the damage that this criminal agency is doing to people and to just sit back and allow them to continue uh, molesting folks and hurting them and threatening them without doing anything at all. Um, because right now, not most people are not willing to stop paying property taxes. And until that happens, nothing really significant will change. You probably We're pay taxes, Kurt. We're, huh? we're reaching a critical mass. So really? The, the pulse is. The, I don't believe that believe, for a microsecond, I dude. I believe that, and you know because the, the pulse. Where's the mass? Changing. Where's the mass uh, tax resistance then? Well, believe me, I think it's going to be coming. Well, really talk do. is cheap. I think, I think we're getting we're getting to the point. Believe me, and I talk, like I said, I talk to the public. I talk about this every day. Liberty people are scared seen, of this. I have seen a change in the ordinary person's attitude over the past five or six years. And believe me, when I, when I first started saying these things, 
I got maybe one out of every 20 that would... Cool, man. I appreciate the optimism. I think you're right. Liberty is spreading more now than it ever has in the past. And thanks to the internet and thanks to Ron Paul, which is a political campaign, by the the way. Um, And uh, so I think that that's all true, that it is spreading. But I don't think we're on the the cusp of a critical mass of disobedience. I mean, you may be up to a critical mass of people coming to understand the ideas of liberty, and I don't even know how close we are to that. But I'll tell you what. Hang on, Kurt. We'll bring you back. Yeah, I I don't think... For him. Yeah, I don't think he got to his point either. We, you know, we're all over the map here with this discussion. But I think that uh, you know, until people are actually ready to non-cooperate and be disobedient with this system, then voting is one of the few options we have to limit the damage that these folks are doing. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. Hour 3 is next. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And inviting you to the website. You can go there, get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. You can also submit content to the site. Everything you see on the front page there, as you scroll down with the numbers next to them, those are all created by listeners just like you. In fact, maybe you did put something there. All you have to do is submit show prep to the site, and then others vote on it as to whether or not they like or dislike it. And the most liked make it to the front page and the top of the site so more people see what you think's neat or interesting or fun or whatever. Go to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. It's all for free. As we continue here, uh, we've been taking your phone calls, uh, as always, about anything. And actually, Kurt is still on the line with us in Michigan Calling about the uh, voting issue once again, and uh, Kurt, you're back with us here on Free Talk Live. Are you there? Yeah, thank you for holding me over. I appreciate it. Sure, no problem. And I know that uh, Derek J had some questions for you, and I'm sure you still had a point you've uh, you've yet to get to. But I wanted to throw out another uh, question to you uh, first, because your suggestion has been that voting is the equivalent of you know forcing one's way upon one's neighbors. And my point is that voting is a way to uh, to it's not a very effective way, but in smaller places like New Hampshire, it is a way to reduce the level of violence and and, uh, and, you know, hopefully keep them in check to some extent, uh, more so than otherwise. And I guess my question for you, Kurt, is that, you know, do you pay taxes? Yes. So, so you're funding the violence. I mean, you're, you're doing more than just well, voting look, to control which direction again, the taxes are paid. There's, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. Yeah, there's a big difference. If you're I, actually funding if violence. Well, if I don't pay my taxes, they will send guys with guns there to me. They're not going to do that if I don't walk into a voting booth. Well, not in this country, but they uh, they can do it in well, uh, in I, Australia. I'm, I'm, I'm in the situation we're in right now. In fact, they would prefer you didn't walk into a voting booth. Well, I don't think I'm, they really care either way. No, they're they're going to do whatever they want. They, if they can pass indefinite detention without a, a vote from all the people, I mean, and nobody knows it. 
I tell people that work, and it's just crazy how many people don't know it. Mm. You know, Wait, I thought I, you I'll said say, we were well, on a cusp of a, of a sea change, Kurt. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, again, people, they, they're they not paying attention to the minutiae, but they know there's something not right. Yeah, I think well, there's, there's still a lot of work to do. There's, there's right, right, right. Kurt, people have known for a long time that something's not right. That That's nothing new. There's, but there's a much greater level of discontent. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we're not. Maybe we're, we're not on the precipice, but, but yeah, we're not even close. On our way. And you, you did not know five days before the Berlin Wall came down that the Berlin That's Wall true. Would come down. That's true. That's so true. But you, then you again, don't know, you don't know if the catalyst hasn't already hit, and it's just fermenting, right? Well, and and again, we won't know what our Berlin Wall is here. Obviously, we don't have anything Indeed. as visible. Um, so what what that will mean for for us here is 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 difficult to predict. Because, like you said, people don't see the black swan event, so to speak, the unexpected Indeed. Indeed. before it hits. But my, you get my point. Uh, see, like you're saying, there's this big uh, sea change, but yet even liberty activists, self-professed liberty activists, aren't willing to stop paying taxes, aren't willing to actually do something significant to stop the violence, to actually cut off the funding from the source, which is you and my obedience. I mean, I've stopped at the federal level, but I'm still paying local taxes because of the same reason. I'm afraid somebody's going to come I'm, in. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I have a lot to lose. And Don't I we all? To, I, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to pay the extortion until it becomes safe to not. So you you continue to fund violence, but yet you impugn others who would go into a voting booth and would attempt One to control the violence. The other is coerced. Do you, but, but do you understand the huge difference there? One You're paying their paychecks. And, the and I do not. Well, but, what, what the thief does with my money, I cannot... Stop, but Kurt, right? I, I, I but really what I, can do, what I can stop is not participating in the. But that's self-defeating. The, you, you, the defeatist statements you're making aren't true, Kurt. Just because you believe you and, can't no, stop it doesn't mean that's true, Kurt. There is an, there is a perfect example here in New Hampshire where Mark uh, was out of town one day in his town, and they had a vote on a fire truck. You know, like a two hundred thousand dollar fire truck or something like that. And he could have stopped that vote. He could have stopped that fire truck with his one vote. It literally lost by. One vote. So the statement that you can't stop it is nonsense. You can if you live in a in a smaller place where votes actually count for something. Mm-hmm. And so, well, sorry, you're wrong. I mean, you, you can't live. In, you can't all live in a small place. No, we can't. Okay. But if you want to move to New Hampshire, then it will be a smaller place. place. Big, big places because we'd all live there, right? I'm so, sorry, I missed what you were saying. Well, I said you can't all live in a small place. I mean, so I mean, so you're saying that since it works in a microcosm, it, it's it's fine. And, and that's well, not I'm not case. saying it's you know, fine, it's but it's what we have, and I just rebutted. I just rebutted you successfully. Now, Derek, I think had a question. Yeah, I, I mean, I I do have a, a bit of a question. I just hear what you're saying, Kurt. Uh, the arguments you're making, I definitely identify with how you feel, and uh, you know, I know that some of the money uh, of mine gets uh, sent to the state. But thinking just strategically, don't you think there's something wrong with the idea that you would financially support the state i mean i i'm i think we both no want the same choice. things i know i realize that you we, have a we choice want the same thing you, we all you, want li- you do the same thing we want you liberty don't do it in the taxes that are the same taxes i do it in. right and i'm not right. trying to vilify you, pay, you buy gas right so you're paying taxes no i'm so not you're evil too i know i hear so that right i hear that and i i want to move on and think strategically about what you and I can do in our own lives to change that, because I think we both want the same I thing. Had, what I, I called, I called to dust, 
to discuss the philosophy of voting. Right. And we're here discussing now that I'm funding the state. You can't not fund the state. You're making the argument for purity, and you can't. Be sure, sure, but you could choose to fund you're it less. Drive on the roads. Sorry, Kurt. You you could choose service. to fund it less, but you don't. And you know, I, it, no, I don't. I and can't. that's fine. It's okay to be scared, but the stop other, impugning other, other people for trying. Can, you see, Kurt, there are people the who are in your position that are so frustrated, Kurt. Kurt, there are people in your position that are so scared of the government, they're not willing to stop paying taxes, but they are willing to vote. They feel like voting and asking you're, asking you're for quoting, re- relief is the only thing they can do. Wait, but weren't you work. earlier saying, Kurt, that voting is coercive? You're not coerced to do uh, it, but I it's believe, a coercive believe, action. Yeah, when, 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 you, when, when you go in to, to, say, vote on a school, you're voting how everybody is going to spend their money. Or not spend and their I, money. So fundamentally, that is fundamentally a crime. But there, are, <laughs> there are some. I, Wait a minute. Well, if it's a crime, then to whom do I owe restitution? I'm sorry. If it's a crime, what you're saying is voting is a crime. To whom do I owe restitution? Well, there'd, there'd be no. There'd be no way to calculate it. Well, then, the if there's only, no victim, the there's no crime. Of action, the only proper course of action would be to stop it. If there's no victim, there's no crime. If you're funding the criminal agency, then you're far more guilty, in my opinion, Kurt. You've got blood on your hands. You're giving criminals, the people who actually kill other human beings, money. How do you not? You refuse. I've I've not been doing it for seven years. Derek hasn't been doing it for six or five years. Kurt, Kurt, you asked a question. I'm giving you an answer. Do you want to hear the answer? Do you want to hear the answer? You asked a question. How can you not? You just don't. Yes. Derek, when did you stop yes, paying? 2006? Okay. So I stopped paying in 2004. Do you want to hear that, Kurt? Here you are. You're talking to two people. You there are, are there are three people taxes. in this conversation. You pay your property taxes. You pay taxes on your cell phone bill. You got blood on your hands. Too. I admit it, Kurt. Just, I admit it. I'm not trying to say I'm high and mighty. I'm not trying to say I'm high and mighty. You asked the question, how do you do it? I believe that if you go into a voting booth with the impression that you have the right to spend or not spend my money. I don't have a right to spend your money. Your money's already been stolen. Why are you making that decision? It happens one step at a time. I think we all want liberty here, and we can all take single steps in our own lives. Ian and I have stopped paying federal taxes. I realize that it's difficult to uh, avoid all of the taxes, but... Each of us is doing what we think we can do without coercing others to advance liberty, and voting is one of those things, and not paying taxes is another. I would encourage you, Kurt, to stop paying whatever taxes you can. Me too. Thank you, Kurt, for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And stop impugning people. That's what is the most insulting thing about it. I mean, you're calling me a criminal because I go and I you know, play their little uh, parlor game? Their, their voting thing? I, I don't feel bad about doing no, it, especially neither. if I break the rules. Right. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters? And sellers too. Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com.
This is Free Talk Live, inviting you to the website, freetalklive.com. You can go there, get interactive in various different ways. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there totally free. Again, freetalklive.com. So we just had this lengthy and fairly heated conversation uh, with Kurt uh, about voting, and it's, I think it's a good example of how even within the liberty movement, there's some, still some pretty significant, uh, or some would say insignificant, but loud uh, disagreements. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's interesting. On one side, we talked about how there's a certain group of appeasers that uh, wants us to behave, wants activists to behave in a certain way. You must be quiet in quiet places. You can't sing. You know, you must wear a suit, etc. And then on the other side of it, there are people that uh, get upset because people are doing something as uh, relatively insignificant as as casting a vote in in an election and saying you need to stop doing that. That is inappropriate. You shouldn't be uh, you shouldn't be voting. You should do more, be more pure. But then when they want you to be more pure, they're still admitting to paying taxes and things like that. So I think it's hypocritical. Right. I, I think it's uh, pointless to attack people for their different strategies for advancing liberty. Everybody has something different to contribute and their own specialty and, uh, you know, wants and desires for their contributions. I, you know, I think it's great uh, to try a variety of methods for activism. I think that's, uh, you know, one of the best uh, benefits of fr33agents.com is mm. there is a bunch of achievements uh, where you can check out all different styles if you're not into shire choiring then or uh, singing um songs like that representative wasn't interested in having us sing songs then you might be interested in uh, people promoting free enterprise through lemonade stands or, or some other method of progressing liberty and i think there's value in conversing with folks and sharing your feelings on different types of activism and how effective you feel it is but you know to call someone a criminal because they're voting then you just evolved into insults and that's not and i'm not saying kurt is well, is an insulting kind of guy i think he's a very thoughtful guy and i like him personally and uh, he, he's the guy who runs all the sound equipment at the porcupine freedom festival he's a great activist uh but you know that's when it, i think people go a little too far is is when the name calling comes up well i think it was right of you to point out that there was no victim right. involved with his alleged crime oh, of, yeah. of voting i mean that's what's important to remember whenever any uh, crime is alleged is ask who was the victim here the victim and how is- do I pay restitution how do I make it right if, right if those questions can't be answered in your mind then maybe there is no crime Right. The victims uh, are the are everybody who is is taxed and uh, you know threatened with violence to support this crazy system and the thing the vote the anti voters don't understand or that they won't understand is that even if no one votes it still goes on. And that's right. one of the most important points. Like every few years, if you pay attention to the news, there's usually some story about how in some town in Arkansas, no one voted uh, today. And sure enough, the government's still there because right. ultimately, until you change everyone, you know, enough people's minds and until you can bring people to the understanding of what the state really is and that it's this crazy, violent religion and it's a monopoly on violence and it needs to end and need to be thrown out with bad ideas like slavery. Until we can get people to really come on board with those ideas, no amount of not voting is going to change anything because as long as you're still paying the criminals, right. then – it's going to continue. The criminal gang is going to continue robbing you if you continue being a willing victim. And until people finally say, 
no more of this. I'm no longer going to participate in this. You no longer have my sanction by me paying you voluntarily. If you want my money, you're going to have to come and throw me out of my house and steal my house from me, and you're going to have to do it to my whole neighborhood because we're all quitting paying uh, taxes. What are they going to do in that case? That's when it's curtains for them, not when people stop voting. Because if people just were to stop voting one day, as long as the bureaucrats know they can keep collecting the money, they'll just keep running the system. So, well, no one voted. That means they must like things the way they are. Well, I know that uh, not voting does not make a difference because the mafia still exists and they never gave anyone the chance to vote. So if voting, you know, made some sort of difference, uh, people would have been able to vote the state away a long time ago. But no, the aggressors still stand. Right. So uh, so what do you do? How do you stop it? You just have to have the courage to stop. I mean, it's it's a scary thing not paying taxes. I know well, that yeah. any time they could come after me for it. Anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's... That's why I think it's so important to bring publicity to the issue. Um, make sure that people are aware that there are people who are going to tax resist. And that way you get a lot more support. I think a lot of people are waiting to do it, but they want to know that there's someone else there doing it too. That Absolutely. they're not going to be just some lone victim out there who's going to be forgotten right. and indefinitely detained. No one will hear about it. You and know? maybe, you know, and, and maybe that will happen. You know, they could still come after any one of us tomorrow and they'll, they'll get us. I mean, we, but you're right. We won't be forgotten. And if we're together with others, it it feels better. And so, you know, that's part of of getting together. Part of the reason to join uh, the Free State Project and make the move to New Hampshire is to be around other people, some of whom have the courage to stop doing these things. Most people don't have the courage to stop it all at once, and I'm one of those people. I still pay property taxes because I'm more afraid of the local gang than I am of the, the national gang. But at some point... You know, the more I pay taxes, the more fed up with it I get, the more I want to just say, screw it, I'm going to stop. I'm not ready yet, but at some point I will be, and then it's going to be game on, you know, because then they're going to be after my home well, at that's, some point. Well, that's right, and not everyone wants to do it all in one swoop, because that really does make you a victim. Uh, it would m- make one more of a victim if there are all sorts of fronts that you are now committing alleged crimes, um, but... Everyone can remove at least one tax from their lives. You know, if if you haven't started to already, there's something in your life that you can eliminate the tax for. I mean, even if it's just uh, buying meals from your friends to avoid what we have here, the prepared meals tax. That's something there, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there are little things that you can do. Let's, uh, let's continue here. 855-450-FREE will take your calls. Also want to remind you about the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. It's coming up February 23rd through the 26th. It'll be a great chance to meet people like Kurt. Uh, Derek, you're probably going to be there as well. I think. Oh, yes. I will be there. Uh, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live, and so I'm sure we'll have Derek in uh, live. And as well, we'll have, open, have an open mic, basically, where we can bring guests up. Uh, and have people talk to us in you know in the studio but the real reason to come to the liberty forum is to be around others who love freedom and to experience a little taste of what it's like to be in new hampshire year-round uh so go to freestateproject.org slash liberty forum to learn more and get signed up with our coupon code ftl2012 and you'll save 10 percent. that's freestateproject.org slash liberty forum coupon code ftl2012 we go to dale in kentucky dale you're on free talk live from the state that is home to surprisingly such legal luxuries as tobacco, bourbon, and Rand Paul. <laughs> Go um, ahead, sir, with your thoughts. Welcome. Yes, sir. Earlier you were discussing the power of singing as activism, and I do support that. Hell, I even came close to sending Derek J. some Federal Reserve notes when I saw him singing Give Peace a Chance. Excellent. being arrested. Hey. And I thought, again, why curse Derek with fake money, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So, so what was that's on your mind? point for calling. Since you were just talking about voting and what I call elected power seekers, not leaders, but right. elected power seekers, the news just broke on several sites in the last hour that uh, Gary Johnson, the former New Mexico governor, and I know a guest on your show, is going to drop out of the uh, freak show that is the GOP primary, and he's going to instead seek the Libertarian nomination for president. Your thoughts, gentlemen? I don't think hmm. Gary Johnson's a Libertarian, but then again, I don't think most people are Libertarians who claim to be. I think the word has been uh, absolutely destroyed. And, you know, good for Gary Johnson. He's probably better than Bob Barr was in 2008. I don't pay attention to the federal government. Thank you for the call tonight. appreciate it, Dale. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live, 1-855-450-FREE. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. All right, 855-450-FREE. You can also join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features that you find there for free. Unlike those other talk shows who want to charge you for their sites, you can go and get signed up for news updates. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll find out via email, Twitter, or Facebook, whichever way works best for you. We've got them all over at news.freetalklive.com. And uh, we've been talking to you, of course, about whatever's on your mind. Voting has been a uh, heated discussion thus far this evening, but you can take control of the airwaves. So let's go to Anonymous, calling from Pluto. Anonymous, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Derek J. Hello? What's up? Hey! You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Ian, I don't know if you uh, remember me, but you gave me a ride home one night a couple years ago, and you ran through a red light. Okay, well, you're anonymous, calling from Pluto, so I mean, I've, I've gone through a few red lights uh, in my life. I, I can't say I recall, but nonetheless, yeah. what were you calling about tonight? Um, well, I'm a second-year law student, and I'm deep inside occupied territory. Hmm. Like, this is the most heavily military-industrial complex state that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I guess I've been paranoid for a couple of years, obviously, but... Um, earlier this year, there was some private agents that busted in my door hmm. and um, called me away in a car. And I've got my lawyer on speed dial, so I'm talking to him, you know, in my bathroom when they come in with guns pointed at me, knock the cell phone out of my hand and put me in handcuffs. And I didn't go anywhere until the local PD showed up. So I go to the PD the other day, and I'm trying to find the police report, because when the police walk into a man's home, 
Hello? And there was no report that they gave me in their database so far. I don't know. I'm still waiting on, like, the Freedom of Information request from it. So hmm. who were these agents but anyway, that, that they busted were not, in? They were not the local police, you say, because you said you didn't go anywhere until the local police showed up. So these agents kept you in your house handcuffed for a while? Yeah. yeah were, were they bounty hunters? Put me in the... Essentially, yes. Okay. And what were they looking... Why were they after you? There was a misdemeanor charge in a different state is their justification. No hmm. judicial action was ever processed for a warrant for me or my house. And had you jumped it, bail? It didn't make any sense. I'd, I mean, <laughs> it was a different state. I mean, the the law is that the law here where I am is that you need a warrant to take a man or to invade his house. Right. Well, if you're the police. The police need a warrant, but uh, private bounty hunters uh, don't play by the same rules, as I understand it. Look, did you jump bail? That that was the accusation, but you're saying you didn't. Judicial, exactly. Usually, okay. the only reason why bounty—I mean, I'm certainly no expert on the the field of bounty hunting. Maybe one or two of them are listening could call in and and kind of clue us in here. But usually the only reason why private bounty hunters get involved in a case is if there's a if there's a bond that is uh, disputed, essentially, to where a bondsman will put up money to get you out of jail, for instance, on an arrest. And uh, so, for instance, if it's $10,000 uh, bail, then they put up uh, – you put up – your friends put up $1,000, and then the bondsman fu- funds the other 9000 And then basically you're on the hook if you run away, if you you know jump bail. Uh, the bondsman is the one that's – their money's gone out, and they're not going to get uh-huh. it back and so they come after you to turn you into the state to get their money back why else would they be so motivated to come after you if you didn't jump you know if you didn't jump out on bail exactly okay um, so you don't know you you don't understand their motivation well i'm saying it was it was illegal a private party cannot do these things legally where i'm at okay so are you concerned that they're going to come after you again? Is that like you said you're paranoid? So what are you most afraid of? Um What am I most afraid of? I don't know. Okay, well, what's the I, what's anyway, the purpose I, I, of your call tonight? How about that? Well, I was going to see if if am, am I the only person that that has these I guess it might be fears, but I mean I've I've visited websites um that are very popular and generally if if i if i don't log in through the ip address that that they've given me that's registered to my local address then it'll give me this some errors sometimes you know i don't know if you've ever seen them but it's like do not continue unless you understand the risks mhm yeah I'm security sure certificates and things like that are. yeah exactly and um so are you worried you're well, still wanted? You're I mean, worried these people are still after you? Um, well, I'm, I, I don't know what's going on, but but it's pretty obvious that there's some sort of, sort of surveillance. Have, have you heard of man-in-the-middle attacks? No, no, I've not. No, what's that? Well, essentially, if they control your Internet connection, they can deny you access to certain websites. But more importantly, through their um, 
server essentially so that you only get the content that they're feeding you. So they hmm. rewrite the web page so that they're the ones logging into Okay, the, so you you're you're kind destiny. of you're paranoid of the belief that they're actually controlling your internet connection somehow. Why are they after you? What exactly. what is it that uh, that this is all about? What are, what do they think you did? Like why would they be paying that well, level of attention to you? Well, this year it all started when I I was at my local comic book shop talking with a guy who was a friend of a friend, basically. And my friend is a trusted source. And there's, I don't know if you've looked at like um, how networks work, but essentially you can, you can track who's outside of the network and who's inside of it just by looking at their trust ratings. Um, Okay. Yes. I guess I do. Look, we don't have a whole lot of time, and I, I don't want to rush you here. Obviously, well, you've got a big story to tell, but we don't have time for all of it. So why are these people – like, if you believe they're after you and they're controlling your internet and that sort of thing, why? What is your speculation as to why? What did they go after you for? What were you arrested for? What What is this all about? I, I think it's about bitcoins. Ever since I started looking at bitcoins and investigating them – it's like the heat went up. I mean, because hmm. are you one of the people that like, is uh, that is like working on the Bitcoin? Is that what you're, you're, I've, you're saying? I've mined a couple of coins. Yes. So okay. you believe that because you're using Bitcoin, so you're not any high level person in Bitcoin. You're not one of the coders. You're not one of the more visible people that's that's talking about it. Why would they go after you for mining some Bitcoins? I don't know. I don't, know. I mean, I don't really believe your story, honestly. I, I mean, you're not giving us a, a whole lot of information. Uh, you're, you're not being very helpful in, in telling your story. And, uh, you know, I, I would say you don't have much plausibility at this point. There, there's no explanation as for why uh, private uh, bounty hunters would have come after you. You haven't told us why you were arrested in the first place. And I don't know if, you know, if you're really that paranoid or you're just playing games. But thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Now, there are some people uh, who, you know, they really are out to get them. Yeah, well, Bernard von Nothaus uh, had, I mean, that's sort of where he touched on the currency. You know, he was sounded a little concerned uh, that by his use of an alternative currency, the, the feds or someone might be looking after him. And that's a very real thing for people like Bernard sure. von Nothaus. Sure. Bernard von Nothaus, however, was the head of the Liberty Dollar, and he was, you know, the head of the uh, the, the Hydra, or like the head of the snake, so to speak, so they cut off the, the leader. They, they go after whoever they perceive as the leader, but there's no leader of Bitcoin. Simply by downloading right. a Bitcoin client and mining some Bitcoins, you're not going to attract attention. They can't track that. They can't trace that. It's absurd. It was almost like that whole call was an attack on Bitcoin. Silly. Silliness. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved. For $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. 
Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, we would invite you to uh, go to promote.freetalklive.com where you can uh, get yourself a free bumper sticker. You can also uh, find web graphics and banners and flyers you can print out, all kinds of different ways to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. So once again, head over to promote.freetalklive.com. Freedomcam.net. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-round protection. The GPS Black Box Dash Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. Indeed, it's a fine product. I've got one in my car. So let's go to uh, the phones and the fun, 855-450-FREE, as we go to Ian calling from Charleston, listening to WVTS. Hello, Ian. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind I, uh, tonight? Just, I just got to finish watching uh, Loose Change 9-11 and uh, Plain Sight, and I've been hearing a lot about Jesse Mature and his conspiracy theories. And I'd always kind of heard about it for the past 10 years, but never really seen any evidence. And after watching the movies and hearing all everything everybody had to say, it, it did raise a lot of questions. And I was just kind of curious, what's your take on these 9-11 truthers? Um, do you think they're just basically conspiracy nuts, or do you think there might be some validity with what these people are saying? Well, I think it's a good question, and thankfully it's one that we haven't had in a long time on this show, because people used to call in uh, a lot more often about this 9-11 stuff. Um, you know, I'm interested, uh, Derek, to hear how you feel about this before I jump in. Um, well, uh, about being conspiracy nuts, I don't know. I, I don't like the word conspiracy. I just prefer plan. Uh, these these people are um, concerned with a, a tragedy that occurred. With Some people died uh, at the same time. We all know 9-11. And I, I think they're genuine when they're asking, what happened? I just want to know how this all happened. That's, that's all they seem to be and asking. That's the thing. Is anytime you ask questions about it, the first the first response anybody gives you is, is like, how dare you question the government? Yeah, you know? no, I think it's appropriate to. No, well, of course, the government has their stance on what happened, and right, private eyewitnesses have their stance, and everyone has their own stance on how an event in life happened. And these, this is a group of people just looking for some answers, just trying to get to the bottom of ha- right, a, an objective stance special. on how did this happen. I, I watched the Nova special and. and uh, they, they showed the FEMA's report on how they, they described why the building was fell because of the, the way the building uh, towers were uh, designed. But they never went into why the World Trade, uh, World Trade Center uh, Building 7 had fallen. And what mm-hmm. I found really interesting was the few witnesses that claimed that uh, they, they'd seen explosions or heard explosions, they uh, have, have died. And there's been several witnesses that claimed that they've seen explosions. have all died from uh, suicide, self-inflicted gunshot wounds. I found that kind of odd, too. But that's the one thing that they never really address so much is Building 7. Anytime anybody brings that up, you never really hear anything about that. 
And also, they say that the uh, the size of the hole in Pentagon, there's no way that a Boeing 747 could fit inside that hole. So here's what I suggest that you do, since you're kind of new into this thing, and it's been around for a decade now, this uh, particular conspiracy theory. Uh, Then I would suggest that you've seen this Loose Change film, which is a very popular film in the conspiracy movement. Go ahead and look up Loose Change Guide on the internet. I believe that's what it's called. It's been a while since I've been there, but Loose Change Guide. And it's essentially a step-by-step rebuttal of uh, some of the claims that they make in Loose Change. And Loose Change, when you watch it, is a very well-produced documentary. It's very slick, uh, and it makes, you, it makes you believe what they're saying. So while I agree with Derek that some people are just asking questions, a lot of the people in the conspiracy crowd, for lack of a better term, are people who believe they know what the truth is, right. and they're purporting a particular theory of what the actual truth is. And there's a variety of them out there, everything from bombs in the buildings to alien death rays uh, that uh, you know were involved in like a hologram airplane or some crazy crap like that. Uh, so you know, there's different levels of crazy uh, involved in the in the conspiracy movement. But here's my concern: one, uh, I don't. First of all, I don't believe any of the theories. I don't believe the government story on what happened, and I don't believe the conspiracy theory side. Uh, the various different theories as to what happened. And secondly, I think that uh, it's all a great distraction from what really matters. And what really mm-hmm. matters is not figuring out exactly who did what and who's responsible for doing what on that particular day in history. What really matters is what happened as a result. And this is one thing that everyone can agree on. See, if you're trying to convince somebody, well, this is the truth about 9-11, then they're going to dig into their side and whatever their belief is, and that's the end of that story, and then you're just talking to a a brick wall at that point. But you can usually get people to agree that uh, maybe the destruction of civil liberties that has happened since uh, 9-11 would be a bad thing, Mm -hmm. and that's certainly not popular today. The Patriot Act is not a very popular thing. These are things that happened as a result of 9-11. 9-11, regardless of who the conspirating, uh, conspirating types were uh, or the conspiring folks were behind the scenes on that. So I think that if there is a conspiracy theory out there, it's a grand conspiracy theory to waste people's time with conspiracy theories. So like if the government keeps all these folks who otherwise could be doing productive activism and like going out and working into the future to create the future that we want to have for the for ourselves rather than focusing on the past, uh, if the government can you know dissuade people from focusing focusing on the future and instead get them to focus doing hours and hours of research because usually the conspiracy theorists will call in and they'll say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. I've done 500 hours of research on this. Yeah, why don't like, you look into the IRS instead? With that, that amount of time, you could see the, the people who are being criminals every day of the year. Well, even then, I mean, still doing research on the IRS usually ends up finding like some theory about how to avoid taxes legally and then yeah, well, get, you, know, you end well, up going to prison. You were talking about doing outreach and things that are more effective with your time. I mean, 9-11 happened. Whether or not it was the government, I wouldn't be surprised governments kill people all the time. Sure. It's it's not a new event. But, I mean, things like the, the IRS, um, they affect people on a daily basis. It's a it's it's not like uh, two thousand people in the same building dying every day, but everyone's being robbed every second of every day. Right. I want to focus on what comes next. I want to focus on finding more people and bringing them to the ideas of liberty. And yeah, talking totally about the tr- the alleged truth behind nine eleven doesn't bring anyone to the ideas of liberty, in my opinion. Some people will, will claim that it was a conspiracy folks that led them into the liberty movement, and I don't I don't doubt that. I know those people exist, and I know that's true. But for me, that's not my path. That's not the road I want to lead people down. Right. I, I, either which way, I, I don't really. I, it's really hard to, to believe that the, that the government was responsible for murdering these people. 
Oh well, they, the governments have murdered people in the millions over you know the twentieth century alone. I think it was yeah, hundreds. That's of not millions. hard to believe. But to believe that they you know successfully orchestrated this particular very how many specific would have thing. To be involved, exactly. Oh, oh yeah. That, and how many people right. would have to stay quiet about it? And it's a very difficult thing to do. So. I don't believe I don't give the government that much credence, and that's the other problem I have with the conspiracy movement is that they believe the government, which I see as this bumbling, oafish, stupid, incompetent uh, organization, they believe it's very efficient. That oh yeah, sure they may look bumbling, but really behind the scenes they're actually they've got it together and they can orchestrate all these conspiracies and they're trying to you know destroy eighty percent of the population. And the other danger, there's plenty of dangers about it, but one of the big dangers of the conspiracy movement is that it's a it's a rabbit hole. So you start oh, right. you start with 9/11 and this theory that it was the government that was actually behind it. And before you know it, you're down this rabbit hole where people are actually lizard aliens and there's uh you know crazy death rays that are coming in from a radio station in uh, in Alaska that's controlling people's minds and before you know it, you are a nutcase. Right. And I think you made a very valid point about about the civil liberties the result of of what happened. 9/11 is is the fact that our civil liberties have been uh, diminished to, to a certain degree. I'd have to say, right? Yeah. That, that's something that really needs to be addressed. So I'm, focus on what we can do about that. You know, from here out. Not so much what happened in the past. Look at uh, the, the Kennedy assassination. All kinds of people are fascinated oh, yeah. by this. Movies have been made. Documentaries have been made. Theories have been presented. And even somebody on their deathbed recently said, I think that it was the CIA or something like that that did it. <laughs> but who cares? Yeah, it what can matter. be done about that? Uh, it, it's better to focus on you know, advancing civil liberties in our lifetime. Well, thank you so much for taking my call. Ian, thanks uh, for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, good question and always worth discussing because it is a, it is an attractive movement. I mean, because you feel like you know something, like you've learned something that other people don't know and that you want to let them know about this. But then you just end up looking like a crackpot uh, and it's just no good. Not to say that liberty activists don't look like crackpots too to some extent. But, you know, at least we're not out there touting, uh, you know, the, the, some crazy lizard conspiracy. Well, it, it's principled. It's something an individual can verify for his or herself. Right, and the liberty movement and the liberty ideals have value into the future. I mean, we want to create a, a better world. We want to create a world based in peace and and uh, not coercing our neighbors and honoring our neighbors' choice. Here, here. So let's figure out how to do that. And I think one of those ways is to get people who love liberty together. So go to freestateproject.org and learn more about that. And go to Derek's website, fr33agents.com. See you later. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.